Hey everyone, it's Brianna from the Where the Fuck of the Popcorn Facts podcast. Mantis and I want to thank you all for your continued support. It means a lot to us and helps us push through, especially during these tough times. If you're a new listener, welcome and thank you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Where the Fuck of the Popcorn Bags without the U. We post some fire memes and it gives me something to do throughout the day. You can now also find us on Google Play, along with Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks! Terry Jean Balea is a racist. Does he give out mustache rides? <laughs> the best in the West. I refuse to call him, you know, HH. I refuse to, I won't say it once this episode. Rhymes with Bulk Grogan. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to give any credit to that name whatsoever. And I'm going to refer to him by his government. Government name? Yeah, his lady's name. I don't want to, like, maybe have someone hear it and, like, he gets royalties from us saying that name, so. Yeah. Terry Jean. He's not fucking me today. (laughs) He's not getting away with this one. (laughs) No way. Not another, not another Terry Balea fucking. No one needs to see that. All right. <laughs> I got called a fat fuck in the in Cape Cod. You did? Yeah. Yeah, for not wearing a mask. And I was wearing a mask. It was just around my neck and I was walking on the side of the road. Listen, I'm pro mask. Wear your fucking mask even if it listen, it makes people comfortable whatever. Wear your fucking mask. But I was walking up the side of the road, not even on a sidewalk, like near a near like a guardrail, and a guy comes railing okay. down he comes railing down the side of the road side of the road on a bicycle and he's like wear a mask you fat fuck and he flipped me off and i was like what the fuck what, what i think what the rudest this? part about that is that he called you fat i know i was like you to me, bro you want to tell me wear a mask cool but you can call me fat too that's so uncool you know fat people can bike as well i'm over here trying he was all like, cause I was, he was all like buff and shirtless and like, he was a gay man. Whatever. You know what happened to Lance Armstrong? Just remember that, met, sir. I say he was a gay man cause it was in Provincetown. So, and he was like, he had a pride flag on the back of his bicycle. But like, that's not, that's rude. Like, you don't need to do that. That's so uncool. I guess not all gay people are nice. <clears throat> not all gay people are feeling gay. Yeah, that's a bullshit stereotype. So... I didn't think they were all nice, but I thought they were all a little more understanding. Listen, I knew I have a, I have I know a lot of sassy gay men, but like straight up, this man was just mean. So if you're listening to this man on the bicycle, fuck you. You're a dumb cunt. Maybe he used to be fat, and he saw himself in you waddling down the street. I hope he gets the coronavirus. <laughs> fuck that guy. What the hell? That's weird, because I feel like most people that I see when I go out on walks that are on, like, bicycles don't wear their mask, because they think, like, they're going so fast for some reason, like, the 
droplets aren't going to hit them. But like, if anything, I want to like cough on them as they go by. But I have my mask on. Well, I didn't even know what to say by the time I could even like. By the time you could even like pick yourself up off the ground. No, he was just, he was gone. He was in the, he was down the hill and I was like, I didn't even get to say, oh, fuck you guy. No, at that point, like there's, it's just, it's over. That's so, sad though. I'm sorry. Yeah. I had a beautiful vacation, but I got called up a fat fuck for not wearing a mask. Even though I was wearing a mask 98% of the time. I don't. Okay. But you like, you had it and it's not like he walked by you. If he walked by you, it would have been different. If he would have walked by me, I would have, I would have popped my mask on. Little, little mask, little mask pop. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people that walk around Mm -hmm. without their, like with their mask popped down. But when they see people approaching, they pop it up. But since he, like, came out of nowhere and was apparently speeding on a bike, you didn't have time to mask up. Ugh. Whatever. I like it because it hides, like, anything around my, like, the lower half of my face, which I can't say is the best part of my face. Um, (laughs) I hate the lower half of my face. That's why I have a beard. But I I do have, I take, like, a lot of pride in my teeth, and you really can't see them with a mask on, and I don't want to get one of those masks that have, like, the clear things, and I understand what they're for, but, like, they freak me out. No, you should definitely get one just and start smiling at people when they walk by you. Well, people can tell I'm smiling because my eyes get really squinty. Well, well, aren't your eyes always really squinty? Yeah, but they get, like, just slit mode. Actually, they kind of look like original, like, emoticons. They get, like, that kind of, like, slit with, like, a, like, an N, like, a lowercase N. (laughs) Very, like, anime looking. I love it. So you know that I'm smiling. It's rare that I smile with a mask on, though. My eyes are usually really squinty, too, but it's not because I'm Asian. It's because I'm really high. (laughs) You didn't like my Michelle Obama quote the other day? What was your Michelle Obama quote? You well, remember how we were talking about how our pod premiered the same day as hers? Like, rude shell. Why didn't you call us and, like, coordinate that? Um, but I said she was going low and we were getting high. Oh, fucking and Michelle Obama. It, and it didn't merit even, like, a snicker out of you. I wasn't in the mood because Michelle Obama. I didn't she, even get an she, LOL. She crushed our dreams of becoming podcast royalty by dropping her podcast on the same day we dropped our podcast. How do you think the other people that like actually have significant podcasts felt about that? Oh, they were probably crushed. Like, I, like if anybody's listening to this, obviously it didn't really hurt us because we don't have any audience and we don't. We're not even in the same realm as Michelle Obama, regardless of what category we're in, never mind like how many people would actually listen to us. So if somebody has like a real podcast and they dropped a new episode of their podcast and like, oh, I hope we get a lot of views today, a lot of listens because my sponsorship relies on it or something. And then Michelle Obama just sucks away all their listens. That that probably sucks. <laughs> I We wouldn't know, but yeah, I probably did. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts. Um, last episode, I referenced a podcast interaction that I had with people. Did that make sense? That didn't make sense. Huh. How do I say that? Last episode, I talked about a podcast and a certain DM where someone called me a man. And I actually, uh, that was fake news. It was a different podcast. 
Yeah, so you thought that it was a Instagram account that mentioned you? they thought you were a man, but it was actually a YouTube account? Do you want to, like, differentiate between the two? Well, they're actually, their pod, I don't really, can you do, you can, it's possible that you can do a podcast and a YouTube channel, like, that's not, like, yeah. whoa, why, foreign. Why didn't, why didn't you write down the names? I did, so I actually... I didn't know if they wanted to be mentioned because I was talking a little bit of shit about them. We'll just but correct the, it and then shout them out right now and just be like, But hey, the people cool. the people whose concept I really liked is called Hot Tupics. Like mm. T U P I C S Tupics. Okay. And it's these guys that I think they're in Florida and they talk about stuff and have a YouTube channel and possibly a podcast. And it's called Hot Topics, and they like talk in a, they talk in a hot tub. <laughs> I like that. Honestly, wish, it looks very relaxing. Yeah, that's cool because I wish we had video and a hot tub. Oh, I uh, I don't really know about that. But, uh, we could socially di- like if you had a hot tub and then I had a hot tub, and we can remote zoom from each of our hot tubs. Like if I had an above ground pool and you had a hot tub, we could talk to each other. Yeah. I don't, you shouldn't spend a lot of time in hot tubs. It's not good for you. I hope they know that. But the people that actually called me man were, um, they're a podcast YouTube combo from Scotland. And theirs is called I'm Telling Mom. (laughs) That's good. That's funny. And it's spelled like M-U-M. And what do they do? What do they talk about? Um, I don't know. Their YouTube things are pretty short, which is nice. Yeah, my attention span's not great. <laughs> they talk about different topics of, like, what's going on. I just like to listen to their accents. I honestly just zone out listening to their accents, and, like, whatever they're saying is just bleh. So, Brianna wants to fuck you guys if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> we, should start a, we should start a murder mystery podcast. I've been getting some shout-outs for that. There's already so many of those, though. I don't have any murders that we could solve. We could solve the murder, the death of our of this podcast. You could talk about the murder of your toilet later after you eat your homemade ice cream. Ooh, that's going to be bad. I don't have any lactose pills left, so I'm going to be fucked tomorrow morning. I, I, I planned tomorrow, tomorrow morning, I planned on rearranging the garage because I bought a very expensive bicycle and an electric bicycle it would cost too much money so i need a place to house it and i'm going to clean out the garage and if i have the poops all day while i'm cleaning out the garage it's going to be some serious business well make sure you're polite to people while you're riding your bike it goes fast and i'm not going to be polite i'm gonna i'm gonna rule the road well you probably won't have enough time to like get out anything then like you won't be able to shit talk if you're going like a bike Shout out Super 73. Fucking dope ass bikes. <laughs> Did you see that we got a download in Australia? No, that's fucking dope. Yo, shout out Australia. Shout out Super 73. If you're in Australia and you want an e-bike, get Super 73. Boom. Everybody should sponsor us. Red Bull. Get a Red Bull. Ben and Jerry's. Go buy the Ben and Jerry's ice cream book. What else I got over here? Uh... Samsung SSD. I got a Samsung SSD. That's nice. Go get one of those. 
wheat wheat pen. Go buy yourself a wheat pen. They're great. <laughs> They're better than anything that I just was talking about before. Not better than homemade ice cream, though. I'm not really a big fan of weed pens because I don't want to harm my lungs any more than they already are. What do you mean? I'm a pretty big mouth breather already. I don't need, like, any of that extra <laughs> nonsense. The extra uh, congestion and, like, wheezing. You're so boring. You're just a boring person. I want to get into it, but I feel like it's just a lot of coughing. Am I just not cool anymore? Have you ever been cool? I feel like probably in middle school I was cool. I used to wear like two Abercrombie polos with both collars popped. Oh, that's Tell me I wasn't cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. I wasn't that cool. I wasn't cool at all. Nobody liked me. Nobody still likes me to this day. Nothing's changed. Oh, that, that was my peak. Once I hit high school, everyone was like, who the fuck are you? The only upside to my life is that I haven't peaked yet. So I'm just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Listen, life's been an uphill climb, but what, what's at the top of an uphill climb is the peak. Well, now you have your e-bikes, so they'll get there real fast. <laughs> it doesn't go it doesn't go up hills that great oh really do you no. have to like pedal i don't really know like what an e-bike does yeah it has pedal assist it goes like 25 <laughs> miles per hour on flat ground and so is it a bike or is it like a motorcycle sort of it's thing? an electric it's like an electric moped but has it has pedals okay i'm gonna have to google that <laughs> yeah yeah google that google that we'll talk about that while we're watching the movie and the movie that we'll be watching tonight, Segway Time, is the 1989 cult classic No Holds Barred <laughs> starring Terry Jean Balea, financed by one Vincent Kennedy McMahon and destroyed by both of them. It was written by some man that had a passion for movies and then Vince McMahon decided that he was going to take that man's passion and turn it into a piece of shit so that Terry Jean Belea would never work in Hollywood ever again. Oh, you know, well, he found that, his own way to well, make himself into movies. <laughs> well, everyone seems to think that, like, uh, like, this movie killed Terry's chances in Hollywood. And my sneaking suspicion is that Vince McMahon did it on purpose so he wouldn't leave the WWF, but he did anyway, so it didn't matter at the end of the day. Because Vince McMahon's an evil cocksucker. He is. He's always been like that, too. It's weird. Um, I read that... Um, Terry Jean Balea has three movies in the bottom 100 on IMDb. Ooh, what are they? Are they Santa with muscles and Mr. Nanny? I don't know. It required more clicking and I gave up. <laughs> those, are two, those are two movies he's been in. I feel like he's in a movie that like I've seen before, but he, I think he plays himself. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I remember him from Three Ninjas. 
Yeah, but I've never seen that Three Ninjas. I only saw the original Three Ninjas. The Three Ninjas you're talking about is like High Noon or something, which is like a fourth installment, Did which you doesn't like make ninjas? sense because there's only Three Ninjas. Yeah, I do. I have them all on DVD. Oh, nice. I dig it. Because I love them that much. And now that I watch them as an adult, I'm like, wow, these are really kind of lame, but I still love them. Yeah, I wouldn't watch them as an adult. That would probably upset me. I really liked the Asian grandpa. Oh, he was great. That's Mr. Miyagi. Okay, it's not Mr. Miyagi. It's not? No. Oh, no. <laughs> They're different Asian oh, people. Oh, that's racist. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. You know what? Oh, as that's an... fucked up. I always thought it was Mr. Miyagi. That's not a... No. <laughs> as an Asian woman, though, I misidentify Asian women all the time. Like, I'll be getting like my nails done in the most racist setting ever i'll be getting my nails done and i'll go to tip one person and it actually is the wrong person and i go oh my god i'm so sorry that's so embarrassing <laughs> and it's even worse now that everybody has a mask on because like everybody looks the same now and i'm like oh my god it's like a gauntlet when i go in there <laughs> Ooh, that's vicious i don't know how i would do in there i don't think i'd be okay with people touching me especially after all this i don't know how i feel about it I've done it so many times where I've, like, gone to the wrong person and been like, oh, here. <laughs> Have you gotten your nails done since pandemic? Um, yes, I've gotten a pedicure and a manicure. What was that like? Uh, it's very different. You take your, you get your temperature taken now. You have to wash your hands when you get there. You have to write down your name and your phone number and what time you were there. There's um, a plexiglass thing between you and the person for manicures. For pedicures, you're already pretty far away. Um, they don't put, like, lotion on your hands. They used to put lotion on at the end to, like, massage in and, like, do the final touch. They don't do that anymore. It's very low-touching. Interesting. Do you tip the same amount? What do you mean? Like, are you tipping the same amount because they're not lotioning your hands? Yeah, pretty much. I don't really think that, like, goes into the tip factor. Like, if they, like, cut my cuticles open, like, I'll be like, okay, maybe a little less for you. All right, we've gotten off the rails. This is ridiculous. This stupid movie cost $7 million to make, and it only made $16 million. Uh, this man pretty much made his money back, so he was he was happy enough. I'm excited because Bob Pinciotti stars in this movie, uh, aside Terry. If you know who Bob Pinciotti is, you're a G-thang. Uh, Brianna doesn't know who Bob Pinciotti is because she's stupid. I feel like once I see him, I'll recognize him from, like, the times that he's been on that show where he's, like, passed by me. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not a name that's ringing a bell. Like, ding, ding, round one. Brianna lost. <laughs> but I'm ready. I'm ready for this movie. I'm actually pretty uh, fired up about it. Really? I'm ready to watch some Terry Jean. I feel like people also think that, like, I say I'm confused after you watch every movie, so I hope I don't say that after this movie. You probably will. That's okay, though. I realized I said that a lot. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, that's okay. They, they re-released this as a pay-per-view, so it came out in theaters, and then, like, a few months later, they released it on a Sunday night as a pay-per-view, and then after the movie, there was a pre-taped match. And so they did that for some reason. And it, it didn't do well at all. I read that if this movie was 
a success, which made it seem like this movie wasn't a success. <laughs> um, <laughs> that they were going to hold like a WrestleMania event like around this theme. But since it wasn't a success, they were just like, oh, gosh, forget we said that. I really don't know much about the movie. I haven't watched a trailer. I don't know plot. So I'm excited. I to just see know that Terry plays a wrestler. Yeah, Terry plays a wrestler. And I think it's set in the WWF. So And he's not wearing his normal red and yellow. I am a real American. <laughs> Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. I will admit that, like, his hair is like an inspo for, like, color. Oh, and it comes crashing down in your mouth. Okay, you ready for the movie? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm not getting any younger. I hope we get to see a really shiny Terry Jean. <laughs> he's gonna be oily as fuck. I hope so. He's, he's gonna be an oily mess. I'm excited. All right, we'll be right back. <sighs> okay. So we okay. So we watched the movie, and then we recorded a full thirty-five minutes of commentary. At which point, Brianna's computer froze unfroze and decided that it only wanted to record 10 seconds of our post-watch synopsis. So this is our first reactions for a second time. And I couldn't be more excited. Brianna, you have anything to say over there? I still enjoyed the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so why don't you lead us off? I enjoyed the movie. I'm a little pissed at Apple for freezing my computer temporarily and potentially setting me into an update that I didn't want. I love when they do those like overnight updates for no reason. Mm, Um, Fucking Tim Apple. I think it was like, I don't know. We shouldn't be talking shit about Apple. I don't want them to like hack into my computer and look at me while I sleep. Watch me while I sleep, bro. I don't care. You can listen to me talk to myself all day. That's cool if you want to. Let me know. Good. Let me know and I'll... Uh... <laughs> we, can, we can live stream your sleeps, Brianna. Yeah, I'll set that up. <laughs> um. Anyway, no, I really... I didn't, like, really enjoy the movie, but I did think that for what it was, it was pretty good. All I'm going to say is I totally understand why this got an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. It only got an 11%? Yeah. But at the same time... It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't overjoyed. It was a weird action comedy from the late 90s, uh, the late 80s, early 90s. It's exactly what every one of those movies was back in the day. It had a weird 80s soundtrack with like crappy action. And obviously, most of the time in those action movies, I feel like there's a lot of kung fu and stuff like that. But Terry Bollea doesn't do any of that he's just a big hulking man mm. that just punch punches people uh so yeah so not not disappointed but it is what it is at one point i thought the power rangers were gonna like pop out it was so schlocky there was, it was a <laughs> schlocky film it was a schlocky film huh. 
I enjoyed it. I was kind of bored, to be honest with you. Most of the fight scenes felt like backstage wrestling fights, like live WWF fights. It was just boring. I was like, yeah, I could, I could turn on the TV and watch this. Well, that's really their only acting experience, so makes sense. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I thought the story structure was fine. It really didn't bother me. Um, it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. There was a bad guy. There was a problem. And they fixed it. The substance itself was not good. But there was never any point in time where I was 100% like, what the fuck is going on in this film? Except for the fact that the first seven minutes of the movie were was just a wrestling match. And then the first 30 minutes of the movie, we didn't have any idea what the actual plot was until it was completely flushed out. But it was pretty easy to understand once that came into play. Yeah, it was a little messy. There was like a lot of the first 30 minutes, you really had to like pay attention. And since it was kind of dragged out, it was hard to pay attention to. But it wasn't the worst first 30 minutes we've experienced so far, so... I'll take it. Some bad acting. All the acting was pretty bad. Uh, especially the man who pooped him, pooped his pants and started to cry and said, Dookie. I, I thought that was really weird and, and uncalled for. Un, unneeded. I think that might have been the best acting. To have to say only one word and it's Dookie and not crack up. <laughs> Oscar worthy in my book. <laughs> oh, Christ. Also, to have to, like, sit there and, like, have them put, like, wet, like, shit in your pants and then just sit on it <laughs> for, oh, it like, however so long that too. took. You can just see the shit all over his pants. And Hulk Hogan <laughs> got so mad that he shit his pants. <laughs> he did. It was, like, kind of like in Playing on Fire when the little girl shits. Like, it was just it's disappointing and uncalled for. But at the same time, it was really funny. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that being something Vince McMahon put in. Because he was like, we need to have somebody shit themselves. Gotta have somebody shit themselves. <laughs> That's gonna be the funny stuff. Yeah, this movie feels exactly like Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon were like, ah, let's, let's, hit, let's, let's make sure that he hits this woman. A lot, of, a lot of hitting women in this. It feels a lot like they both got drunk one night and they like came up with the idea for this movie. And they were like, yeah, this is going to be a great movie. But then like it comes out and they're like, oh, I don't know. But then they were like, let's rewrite it. And well, you kind of changed our original idea. And then they changed it back to what the trash thing that came out is now. They could just call this, they could just call this movie Trigger Warnings. True. It's just trigger warnings galore. Domestic violence trigger warnings, rape. Yeah, it's uh, it goes from like really like zero to sixty on a lot of the scenes. Like a lot of them are like chill, and then all Death. of a sudden it's like you're bleeding from your like your eyeballs almost, and it's like whoop whoop. Yeah, like huh? oh oh that huh? happened. Okay. Okie dokie. <laughs> yeah, very very I, th I thought it was pretty slow movie too especially because like they they relied pretty heavily on the the wrestling scenes yeah there was definitely like a redundant wrestling scene that like didn't really need to be in there like they did it once and it was fine it went like okay with the story but then they kind of did the same thing again you were like oh, okay now we're just 
Yeah, when the bad thing. guys went into the the like the underground wrestling arena, that was fine. I understood it for the story; it made sense. But then there were a couple times where they just kept going back to the wrestling arena and watching fights and like a little montage kind of thing. And it was just it was unnecessary, especially because a, a decent amount of the time Terry Bollea didn't have anything to do with the wrestling arena. Mm-hmm. He only wrestled twice in the whole movie. It was yeah, those were kind of confusing because you weren't sure if it was like a different day or like had time gone by, is this the same day? What's going on? Why are all these people here and now there's cameras? Huh? <laughs> yep. Uh I really was bummed out by Terry Belay's love interest in the movie. Well, she was a babe. She was so hot, but like just the way they wrote her into the movie was just so late not eighties. Mm, yeah, she was she was a she was a powerful woman, but then she wanted to fuck Terry Bollea so bad. It's because she found out he had a heart of gold. Rip had a heart of gold, and she was like, "I want that." Me and my whopper into it. Yeah, but she was so icy cold towards him for no reason at one point in time. It's because she was all business at first. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we might as well get into characters, which of <laughs> by the way, there are only like five you really need to know about. There's like a rotating sixth, but... (laughs) Yeah. There's Terry Bollea, a.k.a. Rip, a.k.a. Rippin' Farts. A.k.a. the worst wrestling name ever. Rip time. Yeah, you needed, like, something else to say. Like, his tag, his catchphrase, his catchphrase was Rip'em, which made sense, but, like, his name just, it was too short. Like, even The Miz is The Miz. You gotta rip him, brother. Yeah, don't say that. Rip, rip, <laughs> ripping farts, brother. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there's Rip, there's Terry Balea who plays Rip. Uh, and once again, I'm not saying the name of Terry Balea's character that he plays that rhymes with Grulk Rogan, because I don't respect him. And I'm going to use his government name. Uh, so there's Terry, there's the network executive bad guy. Weasel. Who, who, yeah, uh, Weasley network executive and his two lackeys. Uh, his main purpose in the film is... To basically make Terry's life a living hell. <laughs> yeah, he's sick of being number one in the rating, or he's sick of because being number two in the ratings. he didn't get what he wanted. Yeah, he's a really big baby and he starts screaming at everybody and he tells an old man to go fuck himself. And he's just an <laughs> asshole. Uh, and he doesn't get what he wants, and he has poor ratings, so he wants Terry Bollea to come on his channel. And that doesn't work out. Uh, so then you have Zeus, who is the, like, the, the nemesis of Terry Bollea, but it's not Terry Bollea's nemesis until Terry Bollea realizes it's his nemesis. And that doesn't happen until, like, 45 minutes into the movie. We don't even meet Zeus until 35 minutes into the movie. Um, He has a crazy unibrow. Crazy unibrow, cock eye, and a big Z shaved into his head. That was actually pretty cool. I liked that. I liked the Z. Oh, the cock eye or the Z? The Z. The cock eye we established was not his fault. Right, 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 right. (laughs) Some people just got cocks in their eyes. Uh, and then and then there was uh, Terry Bollea's little brother. Randy. Randy, who 
spoiler alert, becomes a paraplegic, like, halfway through the movie, maybe a little more. Like, one step away from Stephen Hawking. The hands of Zeus, and they horrifically wheel him around at the end in the arena, and he falls out of his chair at one point. He gets, like, tossed out of his chair. He doesn't fall out. (laughs) He does. He gets tossed out of the chair and then kicked in the stomach as a paraplegic. Um, And then he he has uh, his best friend. uh, And then the best friend has a a trainer that comes out to the ring with him and the brother. Um, And am I missing anybody? That's about it. For people that you'll That's, see, like, more than twice. Yeah. Oh, and then Terry Belay's love interest. Oh, I thought we already talked about her. Who was, okay. <laughs> no, it, well, we, I don't think we brought her up. I and mean, she's literally just there to serve the point of being eye candy to Terry Belay. Yeah, like, the minute he meets her, it's, like, very uncomfortable because he's doing, like, that, like, typical cartoon, like, almost drooling face. Yeah, he's like biting his lip and staring at her ass. Yeah. And he's like, mm, yeah. He's not even paying attention to what she's saying. And she doesn't seem to mind it at all. They wrote her that They wrote her that way, yeah. Whatever. Just give me my money. Power moves. <laughs> In my power suits. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was, I don't know, pretty much any time you see Terry in... His, like, casual clothing. I really enjoyed it. He has, like, a very, like, visco girl sense of style. And he wears a lot of tie-dye and, like, dolphin shorts. (laughs) Terry Belay is a visco girl. Like, you know he would probably have, like, a scrunchie on his wrist. But that's, like, his... And I, you, brother. (laughs) But that's, like, his outfits aside from, like, his wrestling spandex. That's what he wears, and I, like, really love it. <laughs> you're, so you're just, like, Terry Bollea vibes. Pretty much. Without the, without the racism and cuckolding. Yeah, I really liked his uh, his outfits. I was really vibing with his fits. <laughs> so, so you don't have a favorite scene in the movie? You just, like, when he was wearing casual clothing? Well, my favorite scene is actually at the end, and so it's a huge spoiler. I mean, the whole movie is pretty predictable, so it's not like you couldn't see it coming. But at the end, my favorite part is when Terry throws Zeus from, like, the weird, like, filming balcony that they have, where, like, the cameraman is. He throws him into the octagonal ring, because that's what they're calling it. He throws him into the (laughs) octagonal ring, and, like, there's randomly just, like, a hole in the middle of the ring that the guy falls in so perfectly, as if... It was in a movie where they, like, were in the woods and they put some, like, leaves over a giant hole and covered it. They had, like, put, like, that weird wrestling mat <laughs> over the hole and, like, no one stepped in it the entire time. Except for when this guy fell in and it was a perfect circle. But, and that was when blood started to drip from Zeus's mouth and he was finished. Yeah, there was, like, one sad drip. Kind of like in a sad movie when, like, there's one tear that falls from your eye. It was just, like, one drip of blood. And then you in the were, same like, scene, out see a Zeus. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and then ten seconds later, in the same scene, the angry network guy dies by electrocution, and he just falls over with his eyes open and starts to pour blood from his mouth too. Yeah, that there's a lot of uh, like random blood coming out of mouths. 
but I guess, you know, that happens when you hang around Terry Bollea. <laughs> Listen here, brother, you talk smart, I'm going to smack you in the mouth. So, uh, what was your favorite scene? My, my favorite scene was easily the diner scene. When Terry <laughs> Bollea gets taken out to lunch by his love interest, and this kind old lady walks up to Terry and she's like, Oh, Rip, I haven't seen you in a dog's age. You are my favorite customer. Uh, and then he's like, Oh, I love you, Patty. How you doing? You're my favorite. And then all of a sudden, the diner gets robbed. And Terry Bollea is like, Oh, I know I need to do something. So then he decides to pick up a pick up. He rips rip, a stool, <laughs> like rip, rip, rips it. He rips a stool from the ground and goes, everybody get down. And then he whips the stool at the, <laughs> at the robber's head. The robber goes down. And then the second robber, not knowing what's to do, is just startled. So Terry Bollea starts throwing pies that are on the counter just in this man's face. And it is just putting him into the wall and onto the ground. And Terry Belay is just beating the shit out of these guys with pies. And then it's over. And the whole crowd claps. And there's whaps everywhere. Everyone's whapping. Wet-ass peens. Wet-ass pussies. You wet name ass it. Pies. They got it. <laughs> wet-ass pies. Everyone's whapping. Oh, honey child, I'm whapping. Like, she was all over it. His love interest was like, damn, I'm whapping the shit. There was a guy in the corner that was like, my peen is wet as shit right now. Like, it was, it was fantastic. That was, that was easily my favorite scene in the movie. Just a side note, a properly baked pie should not be able to be used as a weapon. I'm just saying. (laughs) Too malleable? No, if anything, it would just, like, break apart because it was oh so tender and beautifully made. It shouldn't be, like, injuring people. <laughs> Terry Play is throwing, he's throwing garbage pies at these people that are just, like, just, like, they're, like, little bricks. Unless you're using, like, cement for the crust, they shouldn't be, like, used as weapons. Well, that diner didn't look like it was cranking out good pies. No, like, there is a point where, like, Terry's love interest, her name is Samantha, by the way, we'll just get it out of the way. Okay, yeah. Samantha is, like, at the diner as well, and she's has something, like, grody on her fork, and she wipes it off, like, ew. And it was like, okay, honey, like, calm down. Know your, know your place. <laughs> but that is a great scene. <laughs> that is, yeah, in Side Side's note, there would never be that many pies on a countertop post-covid no like you just wouldn't see any pies out there wasn't even in like a display case like they literally must have just been sitting on the same counter that people eat off of which is like weird regardless of what pandemic we're in like ted the mailman pulls up a stool and just starts coughing on the pies while he's drinking coffee there wasn't even like that's definitely what's happening all day a cloche on it like you know how like cakes come with like those clear cloches and then you can like open it up, take the cake out, put the thing back on. Like, they didn't even have one of those. They were just exposed pies. And it's not like they were being waiting to cool off because they were apparently lethal. So if anything, (laughs) you'd want a hot pie to be lethal. Oh, they were probably smoking hot. No, they weren't because they they would have been like, oh, that burns. 
<laughs> that would have been funny. They should have done oh, that. Oh, these pies are burning my face. Like, you know, when people throw like hot coffee, they're like, oh, I threw hot coffee. And they're like, oh. I need to see Terry Bollea in a black dynamite kind of role. Well, what? Like, if this movie was black. <laughs> have you ever seen Black Dynamite? Nope. Sounds like a poem. Oh, my God. Rihanna, Black Dynamite is so good. It's a spoof movie about like 70s kung fu based on 70s kung fu movies it's fantastic it's essentially what this movie should have been that would have made it good okay i'll have to look if you haven't seen uh yeah if uh, anybody's listening to this if you haven't seen black dynamite go and watch black dynamite very very funny movie i feel like i've heard about it before classic when you explained what it was about it like made more sense Okay. What was your least favorite scene? Ooh. My least favorite scene was definitely the rape scene. That was that was easily my least favorite scene. It wasn't a full rape. I it should was, It was attempted. Uh, it was an attempted rape. What happens is Samantha decides that she's not going to work for the network anymore. And she goes to Terry Balea. And they decide to be together. And so the network sends a guy after Samantha to, like, rape her in a parking lot. And then Terry Balea comes in on his motorcycle and chases him away. But the scene gets kind of goofy after that because he kind of, like, picks him up on his motorcycle and he throws him on a lawn. And and it's like, boink! Like, the guy falls on the lawn. And then he has to go console Samantha while she's crying because she almost got raped. Like, her shirt is torn. Her belt is taken off. It is a attempted rape scene like snuck in the middle of this movie and it's pretty harrowing like just the idea of it because why would you need to make a rape scene uh the focal point of a problem in a wrestling action movie because it was produced by vince mcmahon and terry bolea fair enough that's a good point all right what is your least favorite uh scene um, well, I agree with that one, but I also feel the need to, like, talk about another scene as well. You can talk about two if you want. Well, I mean, I pretty much agree with you on the, the attempted rape scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really uh, enjoy the the bathroom scene. If, the bathroom scene? Yeah. You know when... When she was in the... No, no, Go no. on. No, no, no. <laughs> Not that bathroom scene. But when, like, the two, like, executives from the TV network, those two sleazebag, like, oh. minor roles, when they go to the bathroom at the, um, like, weird wrestling dive bar. <laughs> the guy looks at their dicks and says they're small dicks, and then he decides not to beat them up because they have small dicks. Yeah, that whole scene, like, kind of bugged me because... I don't know. I felt like it was just very unnecessary. Like, we didn't need to know that they had tiny penises. We already knew that. We didn't need to see, like, that grody-ass bathroom. Like, we already could tell from the setting that wasn't the bathroom that it was going to be grody. And it, like, didn't really contribute anything. Yeah, that's a great point because it didn't contribute anything for me, especially because you know this movie is, like, clearly the whole time they're like, uh, they're they're ragging on suits, 
right? They're like, oh, these suit guys, these ritzy suit guys don't know anything. Like they're just jackasses. They're dickheads. Like they're the they're the villains in the movie. I get that. But then it's also kind of this like anti-intellectual kind of theme where they're like, oh, these like suits are going to come in and they're going to talk a bunch of shit and call these people hicks and look down on them. But like they could get the shit kicked out of them and they have small dicks. But, like, they didn't even, like, beat them up. They were just like, oh, you have tiny dicks? Like, I guess that's already worse. <laughs> and then it makes all the people with tiny dicks feel bad about themselves, though. I know. I was feeling bad about myself. I was like, hey, that's not cool, guys. Like, that's not fair. It's not their fault. Yeah. Don't call out my tiny dick in your No Holds Barred movie. We can't all be whapping, okay? Uh, well, no. You can have a tiny dick in, in whap. <laughs> I feel like it'd be mm-hmm. much messier if it was <laughs> tiny, because then you just, I don't know, wouldn't it just be sitting it get in all it? over your balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, my shit is wet today. <laughs> it should be like soupy. I don't know. That's just what I picture. <laughs> <sighs> um... One of my favorite scenes in the movie, Brianna, uh, was when it was like the beginning of Act 3 and Rippin' Farts is at a Black Lives Matter rally and he's helping kids and Zeus comes from the sky and he like challenges us to, to a wrestling match. Oh, you mean he comes in a helicopter? The 6'5", like probably 300 pound man rides in the helicopter with three other men? And a pilot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very diverse crowd down there. Yeah, there was um there was a lot of PC-ness, but without being forced. Right, right. And they were all wearing BLM shirts. <laughs> which in 1989, like, that's pretty progressive, so. They weren't wearing BLM shirts. But I bet they had, like, a tank top underneath their shirts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if Terry Bollea definitely, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but I, I don't see Terry Bollea being a, being a real life fan of that movement. He probably just wants the shirt so he can rip him off his sweet bod. Well, I mean, like, if, if, can't you just picture like, hey, Terry Bollea, like, how do you feel? Listen here, brother. All lives matter, brother. All right, brother. I could picture him, like, being really good about it. And, like, when they interview him, he'd have, like, a pretty, like, not neutral thing to say, but, like, mainly positive. And then, like, they catch him off guard one day and he just, like, screams, like, all lives matter. And it, like, all goes to hell. <laughs> Karen Balea. Yeah, like, it. all of a sudden he just, like, forgets and, like, just totally blacks out and remembers that, like... Oh my gosh, like, that wasn't what I was supposed to say. Like, oopsies. I feel like that already happened, and that's exactly why he got fired and is no longer in the WWF. <laughs> okay. Um, <sighs> but yeah, that was a good scene. I liked um, how you did see, like, the good side of Terry's character, Rip, and how he does a lot of, like, charitable work and, like, works with kids, and he's a stand-up guy with a heart of gold, and that's kind of, like, what pushes him the whole time to, um, like, eventually do this, like, stupid show where he fights Zeus because, you know, he does turn it down initially, 
and then the he has to avenge his brother who has been paralyzed. Randy Stephen Hawkins, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, until that guy makes his life like complete hell, Terry's like, no, no, I'm gonna be just a stand-up guy. I'm gonna do my fun little wrestling. I know it's not really hurting anybody, and like I'm having a good time in my tie-dye and short shorts. Let's all just be cool, brother. And then, uh, yeah, that fucking sleaze bag just turns the tables. Ugh. All in all, the writing was pretty predictable, though, and I felt like it was kind of lame. And oh, yeah. the jokes in the innuendo were, like, awful and cringy. And I thought the acting, the acting was as expected, like, it made sense. Terry Belay was playing the same character he was playing for like fucking 10 years at this point who he would play for another 30 after so it's you know what i mean it's not like he's gonna miss on being i'm gonna say it once he's not gonna miss on being hulk hogan um he definitely i don't know if it was like the way they shot it but there's parts of it where he's like okay at acting and then there's parts of it where you're like oh i sort of believe this so I don't know if it's, like, the situations, because I can't remember exactly, but there are parts of it where he's, like, a better actor than himself. <laughs> I don't know. The worst the worst parts of his acting when he, was when he was trying to be emotional. Oh, yeah, when he was trying to be emotional, and then, like, his uh, nice guy act was pretty, pretty decent. Shockingly. But I guess that's how he got them in. One last thing about scenes. The end of the movie, like when the the main network bad guy got electrocuted and died, mm-hmm. Terry Balea backs away from him and there's an entire studio audience surrounding them and they just start cheering. And then Terry Balea comes to the ring and he flexes and goes, gives like a yeah, brother. And then the movie ends. And the music at the end of the movie sounds exactly like something on a South Park. The movie ended, like, it, really abruptly. Yeah, it freeze-framed on his face, just going like, yeah, brother. Like, there was no conclusion, no, like, oh, like, Samantha, we finally were able to get back at those guys for almost raping you. Yeah, there was no, like, great kiss at the end. <laughs> Thought there was going to be, like, a run into the arms, like, oh my god, oh, he, he did it. He picked up, he picked up his limp paralyzed brother that it made me really uncomfortable and he like propped him up next to him and like used his limp arm to put around his neck so un- so unnecessary <laughs> so unnecessary not not called for at all the brother is definitely no the best actor <laughs> yeah in the whole movie i don't i i remember i know i mentioned that uh Mr. Pinciotti. I know I mentioned that Mr. Pinciotti from That 70s Show was going to be in it. I don't know which one he was. I don't know where the fuck he was. I don't know if he was in it or not. I don't think he was in it. IMDb might have lied to be. I literally was, like, IMDbing it in the middle because I was, like, so ready to just, like, fucking roast you on it. <laughs> but I politely just, like, was like, oh, maybe I uh, haven't seen him or maybe he just doesn't look like he does in That 70s Show and that's why we didn't see him. But then at the same time, I was like, I don't think he's in this fucking movie. <laughs> it was it's been like ten years before that. It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been that different. I don't know. 
I mean, it's it's obviously not set in the seventies, so he's gonna look a little different. But I was just like, whatever. He's uh clearly not in this movie. That's fine. Yeah, he's just, the fucking IMDb lied to me again, just like last week, and they told me Batista was the star of Escape Plan Two. Hades nuts. <laughs> I just wanted to call you out on it because you were so like fucking sassy about it. And telling me that I sucked because I had never watched that 70s show. And then you were like, he's in it. He stars in it. And then we watched it. And he's not even in it. I just checked IMDb. <laughs> what movie was I looking at then? He is in The Three Ninjas. Maybe you were looking at that? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, fuck. It's late. It's it's 3.35 in the morning. Oh, don't fucking say that. Everybody. Don't use that as an excuse because you were saying it at like midnight. <laughs> When we first started recording, you were like, he's in it. That's Stephanie's show. You've never seen it. Oh, you're trash. <laughs> well, you're still trash for that. <laughs> on the back on the back of that, Brianna, how many popcorn bags are you giving this movie? 31. 31 out of 50? 31 out of 50. How many are you giving it? Eight. Eight out of 50. Now, listen. I'm being objective about this because it's a bad action comedy 80s movie but bad action comedy 80s movies can be sometimes good and this just wasn't one of them so i'm still scoring it on the low end of the bad comedy action 80s movies you're just scoring it on like the really low end i feel like you've well, given i feel like you gave playing with fire more than eight Ooh, maybe I did. You gave Zombievers definitely more than eight. Like, jeez. This, this just like, this just like the rape scene, really. Like every, I gotta take points off for everything that was going on in this movie. Too many weird deaths and almost rapes. There was a lot of like neck squeezing that I was very uncomfortable with. Would you recommend this movie? No, no, I wouldn't recommend it. There's just too many necks that are getting squished. Yeah, too many necks. And you wouldn't recommend it? No, I wouldn't recommend it. I gave it 31 popcorn bags, but I would not recommend. It is free on Hulu, though. It is free on Hulu. There are also better things on Hulu for you to watch. I watch just reruns of Family Guy. I can't watch Family Guy anymore. I can't stop watching it. I haven't watched a new episode of Family Guy in seven years. I only watch, like, season five to about 14, and then I can't watch after that. I just keep watching the same ones over and over. I don't know how you do it. I think it's because I only watch like 15 minutes total. It's the like show that I fall asleep to. So it plays a lot without me watching it. All right. Well, we're starting to we're starting to fade here. So let's get out of here before we, we just start <laughs> mumbling like jackasses. That's pretty much what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. We really appreciate it. Episode six. Uh, the continued support is so welcomed, so appreciated. We love you all. It's so great to have uh, something to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Where the Fuck of the Popcorn Bags without the U. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. TuneInRadio.com. TuneInRadio.com. Rate, review. Follow us. Subscribe. Subscribe. 
subscribe, download them. Listen to this shit on five different sites if you have to. Tell your mom to listen to it. Tell your dad to listen don't to it. Don't tell them to actually listen to it, though. Just give us a rating. Yeah, don't tell them to listen to it because they won't let you listen to it. If you're a certain age, like, don't let them know what it's about. Just be like, oh, I think they talk about food. <laughs> if you're 35 or under, don't tell your parents about this because they won't let you listen to it. Yeah, unless you're, like, in the basement and it's really quiet and you got, like, time at night. Yeah. I've always liked the basement because it doesn't get a lot of light. I just think of people who do that as being Dante from Grandma's Boy. Oh, I was thinking of a totally another movie. I was thinking of <laughs> the Benchwarmers, which is like similar people. There's like crossovers of characters in that. But I was thinking of the Benchwarmers with Marcus and the guy that makes peanut butter sculptures. <laughs> 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 but yeah, Dante's really cool. He has that uh, the witch doctor guy. I don't think he's a witch doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. He has that. Weed dealers are underrated. If you're a weed dealer... You're also like a therapist. Shout out you. What's our next series going to be? So we're doing movies that sound like a porn. Yeah. Our next episode will be An American Pickle, which is actually really exciting because it's A, uh, not something that we've ever heard was a shitty movie, and B, uh, a new movie, actually. So the fact that we can actually watch a new movie in 2020 right now starring somebody that is actually a person that we both like and enjoy is going to be pretty exciting. Uh, So after that, we'll watch First Cow. And then I forget the third movie. What is it called, Brianna? An Evening with Beverly Laughlin. Nice. Yeah. So those are the three new next the the next three movies we're going to be watching, which all came out in 2020, I believe. So mm, I would say in the uh, past like year, two, one to two years. Oh, okay. Beverly Laughlin came out in the last two years. I think it came out last year, but I don't remember. Okay. okay. Well, either way, we're gonna try to do less spoilers on those episodes because they're newer, and we'd actually probably like people to see them and come to their own conclusion. Regardless of what we have to say. And then we'd love to hear about it. So Yeah, we don't always watch like confusing, crappy, old movies. We're hip. Just most of the time. Yeah, we're hip. I'm under 30, bro. I get it. I am too. We, we, I'm lit. I'm, you can't see it right now, but I'm, I'm doing the, I'm dabbing. I'm doing that thing. I'm doing the Charleston. Isn't that what those kids do these days? <laughs> no, they, they film TikToks. Oh, right, right. They film TikToks and have sex. It's not right. These kids aren't right. Oh my gosh, you know what we didn't mention? <laughs> what? The one part of the movie that was almost as cringy as the attempted rape scene was the part where there's like two wrestlers in that weird underground like fight club sort of thing where they're both trying to like bite each other's ears. Yeah, some Mike Tyson shit. They were like Mike they were both trying to Mike Tyson though. It wasn't like one guy's signature move. It was like they were both trying to like bite each other's earrings off. Like I just didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah, super bizarre. And that was cringy as fuck. <laughs> 
I don't think we'll ever have to watch another Hulk Hogan movie again, probably, right? He said it again. Oh, I <laughs> I don't think we'll ever have to watch another Terry Bollea movie again, right? Well, yeah, he's definitely not relevant anymore. Once you've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, we don't have to watch Mr. Nanny or Santa with Muscles. I would like to see The Three Ninjas High Noon, but whatever. <sighs> we'll watch that. We can watch that. And then we can do that episode when we start a Patreon. Ooh, are you starting an OnlyFans page, did I hear? I am starting an OnlyFans. If you guys want to subscribe, you can catch me at The Real Mantis on OnlyFans. What kind of OnlyFans site is it, though? I thought you were doing like a very specific. It's tasteful news. Showing. <laughs> it's just, it's me holding cereal boxes in front of my junk. Oh, what do you start with? Lucky Charms. Oh, okay. They're magically delicious. <laughs> I, I, I put those together, yeah. <laughs> I would have done Frosted Flakes because they're... Great! Oh, Rihanna. Let's call it. Okay. Good night, peoples. We love you. Good night or good morning. Good morning or good night. Good morning. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week. Peace. <laughs>